Welcome to today's New Life Live podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by you. Your donations make this podcast possible. Please consider donating today using the New Life app. Visit newlife.com or call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Welcome to New Life Live with host and founder of New Life Ministries, Stephen Arterburn. For 35 years, New Life has been transforming lives one at a time thanks to the giving hearts of you, our listeners. Our goal is to provide you with wisdom from God's Word to give you hope and help in life's hardest places. If you have a question you'd like to ask today, our phone lines are open. Call 1-800-229-3000. That number again is 1-800-229-3000. Now here's Steve. Hi there. We'd love for you to join us. If you'd like to, that phone number is 1-800-229-3000. Come join us. We will give you the best that we have. I have the best on. Here's Dr. Alice Benton. Hello, Alice. Hi, Steve. And Mark Cameron. Mark, how are you? I'm doing well. Hi, Steve. Hi, Alice. Good to see you both. I want to read something to you. Okay. 1971, cover story of Time magazine. Open the article. Here's what it says. This is Time Magazine. Jesus is alive and well and living in the radical spiritual fervor of a growing number of young Americans who have proclaimed an extraordinary religious revolution in his name. Their message, the Bible is true, miracles happen, God really did so love the world that he gave it gave his gave it his only begotten son. It is a startling development for a generation that has been constantly accused of tripping out or copping out with sex, drugs, and violence. It is part of what happened back then in a really a great awakening of America. There's a new film, and the producer is on the line with me, Kevin Downs. Kevin has been with New Life on many, many trips and things we do. Uh, he's a wonderful man, a wonderful believer, and he's the producer of this brand new film, The Jesus Revolution, that is releasing in theaters February 24th, which I'd love for everybody to go. This movie is incredible. Kelsey Grammer plays the part of Chuck Smith. No, wait. Is it is it uh, is he Greg Laurie or, he, or Chuck Smith? I forgot. Kevin? Which one is it? No, I can't hear Kevin. Chuck Smith. Okay, Chuck right. Smith. Okay, because I, I, I just want to make sure, because when I heard him preaching, Kelsey, he it was like hearing Chuck Smith. And um, fortunately, I got to be around those people, <laughs> and it was, I, didn't, I wasn't there for that, but afterward. What happened? I was around it in Southern California, went to Calvary Chapel, filled in for Chuck uh, Smith's son. Anyway, Kevin, this is an amazing movie. It was an amazing movement to get that kind of cover story on Time magazine. And you guys have done a wonderful job of recreating a miracle that just unfolded. Tell me about the movie from your perspective. Yeah, I mean, as you know, I mean, it's a miracle anytime a movie gets made, but to have a movie that's called Jesus Revolution, 
uh, get made and released by uh, a major studio in Lionsgate is truly an act of God. Um, you know, the story, you know, I've done a lot of films over the last uh, 25 years, and the story is so present with the gospel. And uh, and we're so proud of that. I mean, the gospel is so just, just absolutely in your face. True story of Chuck Smith and Greg Laurie and uh, of the Jesus movement back in the late 60s and early 70s. And uh, you'll be encouraged, you'll laugh, you'll cry. And, and at the end of the day, you'll find yourself having a closer relationship with God when you watch this film. All right, hold on. We're, you hear the music. We'll take calls after we uh, talk with Kevin a little bit more on the other side. one 800 229 1-800-229-3000. Of course, Greg Laurie now is the person behind all the Harvest Crusades, and they are harvesting souls every single year. Pretty exciting what came out of all of that. Of course, many, many more things. Kevin is a an actor. He's been in so many films, produced them, directed, acted, um, you know, courageous. He was in that, American Underdog. I mean, it's... It's really amazing what he's done, and we got him right here. We'll talk more after this. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. Stephen Arterburn here with Dr. Alice Benton and our newest person on radio. Mark, um, you're, you're welcome here every time. We love Thank it. you. <laughs> and um, so uh, let me go back here to Kevin. Kevin, um, it is said that there have been four great spiritual awakenings, and the last one was the Jesus Revolution. Now, there are men and women right now – I was on a phone call just last week. I'm going to an event. I've been to one. I'm going to another one in April – to create the great America, I mean the great awakening here in America and all over, uh, not just because somebody thought it was a good idea, but they really feel God is leading them to do these things. And I'm hoping that, and I think you are, that this could be a spark in the process of another great awakening. Um, when you saw the finished product, what what did you love the most? What did what are you hoping for uh, in this great film? Yeah, no, it's a good question. I mean, our hope in creating this film, and you never know, is that maybe, just, you know, that films can be used as tools, right, for the church, for community, for people, and maybe this film could spark another revival, another Jesus revolution, you know, in America. And, uh, you know, it's, I've heard it said that, uh, you know, the, the fame of revival can spark the flame of revival. And so we're trying to use movies to be able to do that and to bring the gospel of Jesus front and center. Hmm. Well, I am hoping that everybody will set aside February the 24th, go to the theaters. It's so important, that opening, that we show up and support this, because I really do believe uh, that this could be a spark in an agnostic, an atheist, or a spark for a Christian to really renew their commitment to Christ. So let's let's encourage folks to get there, and let's come because it's that opening weekend that so much it determines so much of just about distribution and things like that. Now, um, what is your um, 
your biggest fear about producing a movie like this? What 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 would it be? Not that you're fear based, Kevin. I know you're you're not. But is there a fear that comes with producing a movie like this? Yeah, I mean, there's always a fear that audiences won't connect with the content that you create. And so before we take on a story where we're literally in prayer, we're like, God, please guide our steps. You know, this one, Jesus Revolution, is something that took um, seven or eight years from the moment that my partner, John, uh, sort of uncovered this Time Magazine article. And we worked on the script uh, fervently and and believe that this is story that God wanted us to tell for such a time as this in this moment. We believe that revival is needed in America, and our prayer is that revival could be sparked, whether it's by this movie or conversations that come out of the movie in this time period, that, that revival is so much needed. Okay, one final question. The movie is Jesus Revolution, February 24th, but one final question. Um, anybody that was part of the movie, were they moved by it or changed their perspective on things had a personal impact just being in the movie yeah no this is a great story you know we filmed part of it was filmed at pirates cove in newport beach california where a lot of these baptisms uh Mm -hmm. actually took place and and we had while we were filming the scenes we had three days to shoot those scenes and um we had one shot that was it took about four or five minutes to take and there were just a couple of actors out in the ocean jonathan rumi who's an actor in it and then another local pastor and some of the extras that were going out kind of line by line we about 300 300 of them on the beach they were actually asking them wait what is this about and when when we yelled cut they came back in and the actors were like you'll never believe what happened but i actually literally led four people to christ and literally baptized them during the take oh yeah it literally happened it, it was incredible and so and then one of the other actors while that was happening uh, real greg Laurie, he was off on the side um you know sharing christ with him and he asked to be baptized i mean there was literally real ministry going on while we were filming the movie mm-hmm. we felt god's presence certainly in the center of it well, I uh, hope that there's a at least a bucket or a tub at every showing. I mean, I think you're going to make a move down the aisle of the movie theater. But anyway, Kevin, thanks for joining us. Look forward to seeing you again really soon. Uh, anything you want to say as we close out? Uh, thanks so much, Steve, for the support. You know, people ask me all the time, how long would the movie be in theaters? And we actually don't know. Every movie mm-hmm. kind of competes against other films. And so our hope is people will get out into the theater and see it, invite friends and family, and and look at what God can do. A revival can spark just with like 50 or 100 people, right? Just a few people, it starts yeah. very small and can spread wide. So our hope is that people will get out and support the film when it's out in theaters February 24th. Well, we love uh, the fact that you're part of New Life and you're part of this movie, and uh, it, it's wonderful. And thank you, Kevin, for giving us some time and telling us about what happened, even in the filming. I'll ask people to show up and pray until they do. Thank you, Kevin. God bless you. Awesome. God bless. one eight hundred two two nine three thousand. We're going to go to Jim. Jim's calling from Bakersfield. California. Glad that he is. Listens online. You can follow him by calling 1-800-229-3000. All right. Jim, how you doing and what's on your mind today? Yes, sir. Um, so, trying to figure out what's the best way to, to, to recover from this. Uh, 
over, maybe okay. uh, overcome sin. Um, well, so what are I, you struggling with? What are the sins are that you're struggling with? So it seems like I'm in a, a cycle of two sins, uh, pornography, masturbation, and overeating. Um, if I put one down, I pick up the other one. Or, yeah. Or one, or like the pornography thing kind of like subsides to the background. I just binge eat a lot. Um, I'm, I got a schizoaffective type disorder, uh, schizophrenia, which is schizoaffective, which I, I hear voices. Which I'm believing it's it's the gift of discerning spirits, which means I can hear spirits, see spirits, whatnot. Also, mm-hmm. I got bipolar, which I believe to be more of a brain physical thing, where my emotions can go up and down, which yeah. I think is a physical thing from the from the food disorder. Um, I, I so I kind of, I keep trying to fast, like a vegan, a raw vegan diet, diet, because I know that can heal cancer and all this other stuff, heal mental illness as well. But I keep I keep failing. Um, I okay. work for Grubhub. I'm homeless right now. I'm living out of my car, mm. and and I I I I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to have my dad let me live with him. Um, I'm 32 years old, and I um, I live with him so long, and it, I keep trying to get out, and I keep getting sucked back in. Um, friends have helped me in the past. Um, I you know I've rented rooms and stuff, but. I, I okay. can't keep a job kind of okay. thing. No, no right. longer than two years. Go ahead. Okay. Let us, let us try to help you here. I'm so glad you called us. And sounds like you, you've really struggled and, and you're still persevering through everything. And let's just start with Mark Cameron and see what he has to say. And then we'll go to Dr. Alice Benton and I have a comment or two after that. Mark, what do you think? Yeah, well, Jim, thanks for calling in. It really sounds like you are struggling here. You have, um, from what you're mentioning here, two quite very complicated um, uh, mental health uh, things going on here. And I'm wondering, do you have a psychiatrist? Do you have a therapist? I know you're homeless right now, but I'm just wondering that. Uh, Not currently. Um, I was on disability. I had the benefits to have that, um, so, uh, just like a regular one. I know a Christian counselor would be better for me, but you know, I, I just uh, I feel that down with the therapy region because I never. I think I have trauma also. But yeah, go ahead. That's the answer to your question. Yeah, because I, I think somebody who is dealing with some of the things that you are dealing with, um, it, it's really a uh, a must to have. Um, a psychiatrist and, and to have some kind of uh, medication management um, just to kind of help you with some of your thinking patterns here. Um, but I, I understand your struggle. It, it, it is hard, and I've heard of other people who have dealt with that too, where, where you know, you put down one and then the other one starts to, to kind of take, take more fruit. And really when we're dealing with addiction, right, it, it, there's more underneath there. There's something else that we're trying to cover up and you're just using one to kind of take care of the other here. So what what would be helpful for him to do, Dr. Alice Benton? What do you think? 
Well, Jim, I really understand the overlap of the spirituality question with the um, hallucinations or the voices that you hear and trying to discern, is it spiritual or is it a mental illness? Because I think there's often a mix and an overlap of the two. And so most of us want our spirituality to heal our psychological and our physical problems. And yet it seems that God often works through medication to help clarify our spiritual discernment of what's taking place. And I'll use a personal example, Jim. I've struggled with anxiety all my adult life, and I the last thing I wanted was to take medication for it because I wanted to beat it on my own, and I wanted to have enough faith to be able to overcome my fear. Doesn't faith and perfect love drive out fear? Well, once I finally started to take medication because the, my level of faith wasn't sufficient, apparently, to fix my anxiety, the medication for my anxiety actually helped to clear up and strengthen my faith. And I was also better able to love the people around me and grow into my potential and my divine appointment in my life, what God wanted me to do with my life. And my anxiety was holding me back. And so it's why I give a strong recommendation that you reconsider the psychiatric intervention. It's not anti-biblical to receive the best medical treatment for conditions as complex as yours. And to follow up on what Mark was saying, There's an unmet need underneath all of these desires that you have that get played out in pornography and in overeating. And usually it's the need for relationship and for being totally accepted and loved by other people in relationship. And so it will take the risk on your part of getting back into groups or giving therapy another chance, even though you had a negative experience historically. That's where healing really comes from, relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to try to simplify everything, um, there are some physiological things that you want to do whatever you can do to correct them. Brain chemistry, wiring, whatever you want to call it. And, and only a psychiatrist can, pro, uh, can provide the medication that you need. But you can also do things like exercise as much as you can. You can eat to try to correct some chemistry problems like raging blood sugar spikes and then deep deep valleys and then your mood does the same thing so there's physiological things that you can do and all of those left unattended are going to create complications with just the normal psychological things we all struggle with and in your case trauma other things like that but you got to get to that physiological thing first and then you see what can you deal with that's psychological, those symptoms that you have. And then we get to, when we've done that, now we are better able to discern the spiritual things mm-hmm. that happen to us, the, the yes. spiritual things that we see, don't see. Our spirituality can really uh, be helped greatly. Some people will say, well, you've got these physical Symptom or a physical problem with psychological symptoms and a spiritual cure. It all works together. But here's the thing. You remember Lady Macbeth, Shakespeare's Lady Macbeth. She had blood on her hands, and so she was walking the halls, wringing her hands out of the guilt, having the blood from the knives that killed the king. So would we say to her, you got to stop wringing those hands. No. 
she would have started eating or smoking or drinking. Because if you're not dealing with the obsession, there's just going to be another compulsion replacing another compulsion. But we can't just stop at the obsession because that's a symptom of unresolved emotion. And that's where we have real hope, getting to the core. When we do that, obsessions die down and then our compulsive behaviors can be at rest too. I'm going to send you Every Believer's Thought Life. I think it'll help you. I hope so. Do not give up. God has not given up on you. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or a comment, call toll-free 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. We're glad that you're with us here. And um, I hope and pray that something we say will impact you. If you want to call us and talk with us directly, one 800 229-3000. Now, when we started back in 1988, the whole goal always has been transformation. Well, that's going to happen this weekend at our Intimacy and Marriage Intensive, which is full. But here's the thing. On February 24th, we're going to, in Orange County, Southern California, we're going to do our Restore Workshop. And I would say of all of the workshops, it's the one that's the most difficult for people to go to because you don't have the problem he does. Well, he does. And he's betrayed you and you're hurt by it and it could be father, brother, husband, whatever. But now you have two jobs. Deal with the pain of betrayal and deal with the pain of grieving, forgiving, accepting, and resolving it so that it doesn't continue to be painful for you. And I, I'll i tell you, I've never talked to one person who said, yeah, I was really disappointed that I went. I didn't need that. No, you discover that you need it, that you can be independent of the consequences of somebody else's betrayal. You can be free from all of that horrific, pain. I've felt it. I've been through it. It is not fun. But we're doing Restore 24th of February. Steve, I've, I've had the honor of being able to lead some of the small groups at the Restore weekend, and we all meet first in a big group room. But everybody is isolated in the first seminar that we do. Everybody is angry, sad, lonely, and a little confused about why they are there. Mm-hmm. But through the process of the weekend, we, we eventually link arms literally with one another. We weep together. We plan strategy together. We find strength and courage. We even move towards forgiveness and, and become free of some of the pain that the perpetrators have caused. There was an infidelity in my family of origin, and I couldn't force the perpetrator of that infidelity to get treatment. And it felt as if I couldn't heal until they got treatment. But that's the lie. The yeah. truth is I can get my own own treatment and then I be I I need the perpetrator's treatment less and less and less because That's I'm right. becoming free mm-hmm. and that happens at Restore. It really is miraculous. We we've got that February 24th then March 3rd is Every Man's Battle in Dallas and Lose It for Life March the 18th and I'm going to 
be sure that our previous caller gets to go to that and uh, we'll just scholarship him in. It is a game changer because, well, we talk about the it behind the eating rather than just the eating. And Michelle Spatafore is so great on talking about the nutrition and exercise that's helpful. So, 1-800-NEW-LIFE. If you want information or want to sign up, lose it for life, restore every man's battle. Let's go back to the phones. And by the way, you can join us the way Joe here has. You can join us by calling 1-800-229-3000. Buffalo, New York. Hey, Joe, how are you? I'm, I'm, do- I'm doing okay, I believe. I uh, just had a lot of things going on in my life, and I was wanting to talk to somebody. Well, here you are. We're, we want to talk to you. How about that? That's, that sounds great. So, I'm a, I'll give you a little quick thing about myself. I'm a retired disabled vet from the U.S. Army. Okay. Um, I suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder, which I've got uh, under control. Um, and here, I've struggled with, like, the last caller that was on. I struggle with a lot of... I, watch uh porn and on my phone and stuff and but i've noticed here that i've been i've been watching a lot of things with about religion a lot of stuff like movies about like the end times or just about the lord in general yeah and a lot of times i feel like we we will we'll notice something as we get scared we get scared and we're like oh First thing we do is we go, Lord, Lord. Um, but I felt, I felt, you know, they say you feel when the Lord tugs at your heart. You'll feel it. When the Lord speaks to you, you'll hear it mm-hmm. somehow. And I, it sounds strange, but I heard him speak to me through my heart. Okay. If that, sound, if that sounds kind of, it wasn't like I heard him audibly through my ears. I heard him in my heart, but I could hear every word he said. And what did you hear? Because I was praying. I heard the Lord tell me, because I asked him, said, what do I do? What should I do? How do I get rid of this? And he said, in order to trust me, tell your wife. And I felt like he was telling me, in order for me to prove to him that I'm going to put all my burdens upon him, I first need to be challenged by telling my wife my my sin. Mm-hmm. So I told my wife, that which was the hardest thing any man can do. Or what was her response? It's a t- huh. She was very upset. She was very hurt. Like she told me, she was, "I'm very hurt." Sure. And I told her, "I I I don't blame you." But since I told her, I felt like a big weight was lifted off me. Mm-hmm. Like they're saying, like you're drowning, and all of a sudden this hand reaches out for you and pulls okay. you out of those waters. Then, well, that's that's what I felt. What is your question for us? Right before we go to break here, um, what, like, where can I, where, what, what's the best place to start reading my Bible again so I can be, get close to the Lord? We'll help you. After. I was really living a very anxiety-filled life. 
I turned on New Life, and the topic that day was about anxiety. And just by listening, I got relief. You can help New Life stay on the air by joining Club New Life today. When you sign up to support us monthly through Club New Life, we'll send you the new member thank you gift of the Life Recovery Bible Personal Size, the One Year Life Recovery Prayer Devotional, the New Life Journal, a New Life Pen and Highlighter, and a New Life Zipper Tote to hold it all. Plus, there are ongoing benefits like access to the Club New Life video library, the monthly Club New Life CD or download, quarterly resources, free shipping on purchased resources, and discounts on workshops. Call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433. Support Club New Life, and together we can help hurting people find help and hope in life's hardest places. Call 1-800-639-5433 to join Club New Life today. glad you joined us for New Life Live. To be a part of the program, call 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. We're talking with Joe. And Joe, well, he's he's been struggling, and he finally opened up to his wife, felt like God was telling him to. Uh, and he's asked about where to start reading the Bible, things like that. Alice, why don't you respond to Joe from Buffalo, New York? Joe, I'm proud of you that you acted on God's nudge, and I believe God mm-hmm. does speak to us through our heart, and he asks us to do very difficult things, and confessing our yeah. sins is so biblical, it is, it's, it's necessary, it's good, and it can be healing. And as you saw and experienced, your confession is also very disruptive to your wife, and reading the Bible will be part of the solution. And I would bet it's not the only part to the solution that you're already enacting, so tell us what other good steps you've been taking to address your pornography use and not just confess it to your wife well I've um, besides praying praying like I've prayed now for the past five days in a row I actually got down on my knees and prayed Joe it's so good that you're praying tell, tell us tell us what professional structured help you're getting to overcome this actually I haven't gotten anything professional um, so, so I, I want that to be a, a to, I want that to be a priority for you. In addition to reading your Bible and okay. praying, because the so, the solution has to be spiritual plus. Mm-hmm. And when you ask what okay. where to read in the Word, gosh, Joe, I think about Job, and I think about the example he gave that he decided not to look at a woman with his eyes, and especially I think about Matthew, where we're told not to look lustfully at a woman. So you could start in either one of those two books. Anywhere in the Bible is going to be helpful and useful, but it must be combined with big action steps to show your wife not only do you want to confess, but you want to change as well, which I believe you do. Yeah, and well, I know my thing. wife We've, asked me. Oh, she did what? Your wife did what? My wife asked me, she said, she wants her and I to go to marriage counseling. And I normally I'd be like a normal back in the day I was the type of man that was like oh I don't need that uh, but I actually like I said it it feels like my hardened heart has been softened and I told her I'm willing to do anything. Oh good Joe. Well let me let me tell you something you may find difficult to hear. Okay. Mm-hmm. You were saying God speaks to us and or we see something and we get afraid and boy we're we're calling on God and we're. <laughs> We're, depending on what we see, willing to do whatever. But we've found that the motivation 
that we have in the beginning fades pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And there are two things you need, not just to read the Bible, but you need a growth plan so that you're not just stopping that thing, pornography or whatever, you're starting something Mm -hmm. new. You have a higher desire, and so that's part of it. But then the other thing is we need support of other men around us where we're also openly confessing, and that's a good thing. But we've got some repair work to do. Long before marriage counseling, you, the man... It's not about whether or not you want to go to marriage counseling. I think the issue is, do you want to do the repair work that's required? We have been here for a long time doing repair work through Every Man's Battle. Now, have you listened long enough to hear about Every Man's Battle? No, I have not. Well, it's a workshop we do, and... Um, you know how you said back in the day I didn't want to do things like that well in the day there are so many people that go they don't want to but man when they do life changes radically and it it transforms you so I'm going to suggest to you and I will send you uh, a life recovery bible I'll send you a workbook on sexual integrity that works the 12 steps that way But I want you to think about, I want us to talk to you about getting to every man's battle because it's, it's the repair work that you need. It's where you find the men who can support you going forward. You'll develop friendships for a lifetime. It's March the 3rd. I want to talk to you about that. I'm going to send you uh, also Every Believer's Thought Life because in there it is, there's a lot about finding something higher than just fulfilling the lust or whatever uh, the desire is uh, and then, you know, somehow uh, fulfilling it with some kind of temporary compulsive behavior that, well, feels good in the moment, but it doesn't leave us feeling very good about ourselves. So I'll get that to you. We want to talk about every man's battle. Joe, I'm so glad you called. I'm glad you heard the need to open up with your wife and... You're a great example of when we come out of secrecy and silence, it takes about half the weight off of us as we search for freedom. Speaking of freedom, Larry Sonnenberg is in the studio. He is a freedom fighter. He comes in here. He asks for help for fighting freedom, and he gives us examples of people that have fought and found victory. Larry, what do you have for us today? Well, I heard you speak a little, just a little bit ago about uh, Restore Workshop. So yes. um, I've asked Alice to read one. It seems a little more authentic to have a female <laughs> read a mm-hmm. female story. Yeah. And then we'll talk a little more. I was scared to come to Restore. I was afraid to face my own struggles and vulnerabilities. I felt that it would be impossible to open my heart to women. I don't even know, much less in the time span of a weekend. But God knew better. These women are my sisters. They're from all walks of life, all ages, and all circumstances. We are all so different, and yet through the tears, heartache, and lots of laughter, they have become my family, my safe place to land. They held me accountable to who I am, and they did so with grace, love, and understanding. I came here believing I would never have female friends who get my heart, but I'm leaving with six sisters who love me in spite of my mess. Hmm. 
See, there you, there you have <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, you end up with sisterhood, daughters all joining together. It really is amazing what happens. So, folks, uh, that's why we come to you and seek your support because things like this happen through this ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, we set the stage and God moves in, and through other people, through what, what we've come to call redemptive relationships. And uh, so if you could help support us, we need it. Uh, Every month we need it. And it's not uh, begging for help. It's just asking you to help others open up to what God has in store for them and help those that do. I'll tell you, if you feel like, well, I don't have much meaning, purpose, whatever in life, this is the way you find it, is you come and you initiate the transformation process. 1-800-NEW-LIFE. If you need help, you want to go to Restore. If you don't want to go to Restore, it's 1-800-NEW-LIFE because once you're there, you will be so glad that you did it. 1-800-NEW-LIFE. And if you could help us, scholarship or just a donation, we'll send you this 100 Days to Freedom from Shame. We'll send you the whole library. Eight wonderful books. Our way of saying thank you for... Well, all you have to do is join Club New Life, $35 a month. Thank you, Larry, and thanks to all of you who support us. I'm going to go to Lyndon from Marlboro, Maryland. Lyndon, how are you today? Good afternoon, Dr. Stephen. It is Mm -hmm. an honor and privilege to be on the area with you. Well, thank you. let, Let me say how happy I am and blessed also to have benefited from your ministry through my fiance. Hmm. Well, take your time. Uh, we love hearing benefits. Yeah. Tell what are you talking about? What has the benefit been? I would love to give my testimony of my uh, life being restored from chronic masturbation and pornography. Well, uh, how did that happen? If it was a lifetime problem, that's pretty amazing. If you found a way to not engage in that lifetime problem, how did you do it? Well, I did it at every month's battle last August. Mm. And have you sustained I, that that victory throughout this time? Yes, by God's Wonderful. grace, by His grace and mm. His power, and by by connecting with men, bishops, and pastors, four to be exactly. Hmm. Four of them. There you go. So I keep checking with them. You know, I have accountability. I'm accountable to them. Brother, I'm checking mm-hmm. in with you. This is how I do this week. Hmm. This is how I it went, you know. So in terms of recovery, God is helping me. He's cleaning me every day. It's a daily sanctification. Hmm. So I'm thankful. All right, I want you to hold I on. I've got to go to a break here. I want to hear more. I want to hear more. So hold on. That could be your story. Victory versus defeat. 1-800-NEW-LIFE if you want to know about the workshops, if you want to help us. But if you want to join us on the program, we're going to be here another hour. 1-800-229-3000. Dr. Alice Benton, Mark Cameron, Steve Arterburn, we want to help you. That's why we're here. 1-800-229-3000. We'll be back right after this.
find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We're back, 1-800-229-3000. And we're just uh, hearing Lyndon, fiance said, go, lifetime with pornography. Lyndon, what is your life like now? Well, my life now is I'm on the road to complete recovery, you know, because pornography would have done some ill to my psyche. You know, the way I think of life and the way I think of a woman in particular, because what pornography does in my little research, it objectifies woman as a sexual object rather than somebody and what God has you know, design a woman to be, right? Right. So I would love to share my story quickly and short. It'll have to be really short. Just give us some highlights because we've got a lot of callers waiting to get on the air. Yeah. I respect that, Dr. Steve. Yeah, so I was on the verge of being engaged to my fiancé. So we were talking, we were addressing matters of sexuality. And she dropped the question, and she said, have you been involved in any form of pornography? I said, yes. And right there, I saw her face, the sadness on her face. And she was silent, right? So I tried to minimize pornography and tell her, it's just only one on fire would view it. And she asked me a question that I had to take a deep breath. She said, can you be a little pregnant? Man, that hit me like a bomb. (laughs) So she said, you know what? I have been to every man's battle. She's been to different programs, AA. And she said, you know what? I will help you if you allow me to. So I said, yes, I will do anything because of my love for you. Mm -hmm. And she introduced me to every man's battle. Mm -hmm. Another person that introduced me to every man's battle was Dr. Darrell Arrington. He pointed me to every man's battle and I signed up for the one day workshop in August last. And I have benefited tremendously oh, from the breakout yes. group and from the host. And to God be the glory for the great things he has done. Amen. Thank so you. great. So great. Thank you for sharing this. Let me send you a copy of the one year Bible for men. I hope that that's going to be a blessing to you, and I'll send you the new book, Every Believer's Thought Life, which I think really makes it all so much more manageable. Um, I want to go to one more call here. Don't have a lot of time. Let's see. May have to hold over, but let's try. Ray, Fresno, California, watches on YouTube. Is there a question we could handle in just the little amount of time we have left? I think probably yes. Okay, good. Um, So, I'm 43 years old. I was diagnosed with bipolar 2 two years ago at 41. Hmm. I have a counselor. I have a psychiatrist. I take medicine. I've read Understanding and Loving a Person with Bipolar Disorder. I've had my husband read that. Um, like, I, I'm careful about my sleep. I'm careful about my food. Like, I'm really doing everything that I know to do. Um, prior to diagnosis, I have, I've been someone who, like, throws all the big pool parties and driveway dance parties and I'm silly I show up in the world a lot of fun Mm -hmm. Um, and I understand mania like 
whenever I'm cooking 120 pounds of meat because I'm mad. Like, you know, whenever I do, mm-hmm. like, these really stupid big things, I understand that. But right. um, I've been showing up in the world really monotone for the last couple of years while I've been in recovery because my sponsor gets nervous and she's like, I see mania. And my husband gets nervous and he's like, oh, we're on our way to mania. And, like, I want to... Like, I have the bubbly energy inside of me, and I'm walking into the world muted so that people aren't worried that it's mental illness, but I'm happy. And so I just, I don't know how to navigate that. I Ray, a quick, a quick question. In the strongest of your manic yeah. episodes, what was one of the riskiest behaviors you engaged in? Um, so a lot of times mine is, like, Six days before Christmas, I got really overwhelmed, and so I decided that I was going to work on my bedroom, and I spent 39 hours and completely remodeled the whole thing. Um, I did the same thing with my laundry room one time. I get really mad, like inside out, okay. all of a sudden get mad, and then I, I take on a huge project. And Ray, Ray okay. tell me the, so, tell me the negative we're, impact. We are really so out of time. So, uh, so what, I'm, let, what yeah, I'm getting to... Give her to, some help here. Ray, it's... I want you to try to to increase your understanding of your family members because they have probably been either deeply impacted or perhaps traumatized by something in your manic episode. So what looks like fabulous, you remodeled so quickly. It has a downside for your family. I emotionally, I emotionally disappear. Like I'm. That's a good. That's a good understanding that you have. So when they get um, uh, unsettled by your elevated mood, I want you to keep in mind that they lose you when it goes too far, and they probably haven't fully healed yet from the negative impact of your manic episode. Yeah. yeah. So, so what should she do other than just be aware? You can certainly draw out the story. What has it been like for you when I have been manic? And then what happens when you start to see me happier and even more energetic than normal? What are the worst fears you have? Ask that of your family members, the worst fears you have. And and I think what I would direct you to, Ray, if if you haven't heard of the comfort circle approach by Marilyn and Kay, is when you start to have those feelings, when you feel like you are being muted and and, and you want to be yourself, engage your family members in that conversation where you go into a listener speaker or where you start to share what is going on with you but then you also take some time to listen to them and I think if you learn to do that and find that balance I think you both will end up being heard out and have understanding for each other yeah I do too Um, and I'm going to send you a copy of understanding and loving a person with bipolar disorder I think it will help that is how I I have I have that, and that has been the most helpful resource mm. in the entire oh, process of being diagnosed. So good. perhaps how for we love my husband, how we okay. love introduces the comfort circle Mark is talking about. Yeah, I'll send you how we love, and I'll send you one-year Bible for women to say thank you for sharing. And I hope something we said was helpful. You know, you, you cannot change something that you're not aware of. And if you don't ask questions of other people, your awareness is always going to be constrained by your defensiveness, you know, just natural defensiveness or short-sightedness, all those things. When we're brave enough, as Alice was saying, to draw out the information, draw the story from the others, it can change everything. And so I hope and pray that you will do that, and as you become aware, now you can start to see things that maybe you could change with the help of 
staying on the right medication and right counseling. Uh, and by the way, if you're too uh, numb or zoned out or in neutral, um, it might be that there is an adjustment in the medication that would make that less but and yet not unleash you to manic episodes. But that takes a psychiatrist that really wants to work with you and dedicated and committed. All right, I'm so glad you called, Ray. Anybody that needs help, we really do want to help you. And this morning, a bunch of people woke up and said, I am going to go to work and help change lives. 1-800-NEW-LIFE is that number to call. And uh, we're going to be here an hour and, well, hour and six minutes now, or five. And we'd love for you to join us, 1-800-229-3000. 1-800-229-3000 is the phone number to join us. Now, don't forget, ladies, you may have just let it go right past. Please don't. Restore. It, it's not about restoring the marriage or relationship. It's about restoring you. That's our priority. 1-800-NEW-LIFE. All right. 1-800-229-3000 to join us in the next program. See you then. Thanks for listening. We hope this program has helped you by giving you insights for handling the challenges you face in your life. We want you to know that we're here for you, but you also need to know that New Life Live is a listener-supported ministry. To make your donation or to get any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433 or write to us at New Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1029, Lake Forest, California, 92609. Please join us again tomorrow for New Life Live. Today's podcast can be downloaded through iTunes or streamed through your mobile device using the New Life app. Visit newlife.com to download the app today.